This week is viewed as sex week. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Very, very eager for that. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Very, very eager for that. No sex. 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 No sex, no sex, no sex, no sex of, of any kind. Damn, damn hard, hard. No sex, 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 no sex of, of any kind. Damn, damn hard, hard. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire, animalistic desire. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire, animalistic desire. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire, animalistic desire. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire. Really, really damn hard. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. This week is known as Sex Week. Fantasy sweet moment. Welcome to Bachelor Massacre. My name is Jay Waves. I'm joined by my number one guy, Scotty Boombox. How you doing, fella? Doing quite well. Quite well. Good to be back for sex week. Are you ready to get into this very, uh, very sexual episode of The Bachelor? Let's dive right in. All right. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you how it went down. We start with a cold open smack dab in Krabi, Thailand, and you can already tell that the intern whose full-time job it is to dab sweat off of Zach's face is going to be working overtime. Oh, yeah. We check in with the three women. Gabby looks like a little delicious crab rangoon. <laughs> Ariel looks like a beautiful red poppy flower, and Katie looks like a cheerleader who speaks strictly in AAVE, but she still has the softest pillows in the game. Jesse makes sure to remind Zach that it was during this week on the last season of The Bachelorette that everything went wrong with him and Rachel, and America still wants to know exactly what happened. In this combo with Jesse, Zach reveals he plans on having no sex in the champagne room. Wait, I'm sorry, no sex in the fantasy suites. And we finally learn who the real devil on his shoulder is, who gave him that terrible idea. Born-again virgin Sean Lowe, that Bible-thumping blonde bastard. Zach also reveals that he did not have sex with Rachel, confirming that their bad vibes the morning after were strictly based on conversation. Zach takes another painful outdoor shower before his date with Ariel. They ride around in a pedicab as day turns to night before ending up at a night market where they start off by munching on piping hot bags of bugs. They literally eat everything and can't stop making out, and Zach already appears to be crumbling under the weight of his celibacy promise. Ariel tells Zach they are going to test limits tonight, oh, yeah. and you can literally feel Zach's boner through the screen. Or maybe that was just my boner. They sit down to a fake dinner, and Zach drops his no-sex bomb on Ariel, who stares back blankly and basically hints to Zach that she doesn't like to plan things in advance, essentially telling him that may be his approach to tonight, but it isn't necessarily hers. Mm. The morning after seems very intimate, lots of giggles, way different than the last time we saw Zach in the same position. Apparently, they didn't do it, which means that Manny's prediction did not come true. Next we have Gabby. They board a pirate ship en route to their own private island. Gabby is in her head as per usual. Mm -hmm. She feels like she's second fiddle and it's fucking with her. Zach does what appears to be a good job of comforting her. Mm -hmm. They start the nighttime portion and my girlfriend thinks that Gabby is wearing an amazing dress. 
<laughs> Gabby starts with a toast in honor of Zach's love and compassion. She talks further about her past and how she felt when she was cheated on. Zach reminds us that he, too, used to be a fat kid. Zach goes into his no-sex speech. Gabby looks like she thinks it's all about him not wanting to sleep with her. Gabby talks about her skincare routine, and I laugh. They go straight to bed and start making out. The next day, they look cute, and Zach tells us his nickname was Mowgli. I don't ever know how to pronounce that. Mowgli? Mowgli. As in the yep. kid from the Jungle Book. He catches the kisses, Gabby blows him, and puts them in his pocket. He calls an emergency meeting with Jesse, and we know he's about to reveal that he had sex with Gabby. Zach breaks down as Jesse raises his eyebrows in much the same way that Brandon Walsh would. And a big shout out to you if you are old enough to get that reference. Zach not only confesses to Jesse, but he says he's going to confess to all the single ladies. Oh, God. He, re <laughs> he references that it was an act of love, not lust. And I wonder if he's going to phrase it that way to everyone because he has been pretty cagey about using the L word. Mm. It's at this point that I scream, fuck you, Sean Lowe, to the television because it's you and your born again virgin bullshit that is simultaneously cock blocking Zach and keeping these women from experiencing something that, at least as far as Ariel and Gabby is concerned, they were both clearly wanting as part of their own journey. Journeys. Let us not forget that the fantasy suite is there for both parties, not just the lead. Amen. We think we're about to see Katie's date, but instead he shows up to Gabby's place to tell her what she already knows. They fucked. He also tells her that he's going to confess their sex. He also tells her that he's going to confess their sex. This word is hard to say. He also tells her that he's going to confess their sexcapade to the other women as well. Gabby feels like the moment they shared was to be between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And barring any point blank questions from other contestants, I can't help but agree with her. Katie's date starts with her in her head as well, since she is not only number three, but she also doesn't know about Zach's fake celibacy promise yet. They start in a glass bottom boat in the mangroves and tongue down in the rain. Then Zach pulls out a bazooka and aims it directly at his face. As his skull explodes, Katie is covered in bone shrapnel and bits of brain and teeth. Katie confirms what we were all thinking, that he did not need to tell her about his failed attempt at resisting sex. The vibe is clearly ruined. They literally storm off in the rain and Katie is ready for this date to be over. They go back and forth in the dark as the cuss word beeps echo through the forest. Mm. Zach heads into the nighttime portion of the date by himself. Katie shows up, but she is still being very short. Zach unknowingly acknowledges the problem in his confession. He did it to make himself feel better. He tries to make light of things by talking about how he used to snitch on himself as a kid. Somehow they manage to get back on track and Katie agrees to spend the night with him. It's time for the rose ceremony. Katie and Gabby share a knowing look and I wonder if Ariel knows the deal. I am assuming not and based on her subtle expressions as Zach talks about what a failure he is, I am confident that she is unaware that she lost out to Gabby. Katie gets the first rose that we know is coming. I think in this moment we all realize there is no way he is not going to give his rose to Gabby, though it would have been an interesting twist to eliminate the one woman he slept with, thus making it an even playing field. Zack and Ariel's goodbye actually makes my eyes wet, and as she rubs his head as they hug, I can't help but feel she really did care for him. Ariel is too badass to cry, so I hold my tears back as well. Katie tells Gabby she knows that she's the only one. Gabby looks like she's about to vomit as Katie toasts to the future. A plus on the recap there. A lot of homework there. Uh, if I was your teacher, I'd give you an A plus. And speaking of grades, you know, this is a five-star episode. I mean, we have endured <laughs> a lot this a lot this season. 
I mean, that was my big takeaway was like, after oh, this the episode coat, fucking rocked. This episode saved the season, uh, in my opinion. I mean, this is the number one episode of the season, easily five stars with, with a bullet. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think you nailed it that when you've got two people giving you advice and one of them has the body count of a package of Twix and the other has the body count of a case of Skittles. And I'm talking about Sean Lowe. And we're talking about yeah, Jesse, Jesse Palmer. Palmer. And just right? to be clear, we're talking about individual Skittles in that case. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about millions. All the Skittles. Of Skittles. Of all the colors of the rainbow. Of course, he has no idea what he should be properly doing. He's got terrible advice. Um, you know, again, when when he's explaining that he's going to have no sex and Jesse looks shocked, then, of course, we find out that his buddy, Sean Lowe, is responsible for this terrible advice. Like, like okay, we're, the stage is set for the disaster that this two-hour marathon is. And um, I was just chef's kiss five stars this was the episode i was shocked i was riveted there were no lulls in the action right it was it was amazing it was amazing but biggest change right out of the gate and i'm gonna crack this crack this beer for you here because uh yeah we, we know i love sound bites who, who are we sponsored by today uh guinness leftover guinness from saint patty's day Oh, and it's foaming over for sex week. So as I pour this creamy, creamy dark, let me also just cut to the initial uh, kickoff that every single episode has, which is the Zach shower. Now, this Zach shower, okay, looks to be in a public fountain. I'm not so sure that was a shower. Like, was he just hanging out by a statue that had a water feature yeah. on it? That was not a shower. He was right? at the like, farmer's market where they fill up their uh, water pitchers. Yeah, that was out front of a kid's library or something. Like, I don't know where they filmed that, but that was messed up. He looked extra pained, by the way, maybe because everybody was watching him going, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so I think that your your amazing recap hit a lot of notes on the head i only have some minor things to add and i think i'd like to pepper them through from start to finish if you will let's let's break it down so let's go to ariel's first um great date wandering around eating weird food amazing date but tim and i was like wow this is definitely you know they always get you in the preview edits right you think one thing's going to happen and it doesn't and they re reiterate which was what Mandy and I, you know, kind of guessed was that he's going to sleep with someone, probably Ariel. So had we, had we asked you, by the way, if we had asked you in that moment who you thought um, would be the one of the three, you would have picked Ariel as well? Yes, absolutely. And in that moment of the episode, because when he says like, you know, there's, there's no sex and like Zach you know, one, Zach had kind of like a giveaway when she said that she was falling in love. Zach's crazy eyes were, you know, the personification of him being flabbergasted and he looked elated. And I thought they had really good, like really good, like chemistry. But when he said no sex, she was clearly like disappointed. Oh, and definitely. she likes a challenge. And I feel like Ariel gets what she wants. So I thought it was all coming up to the fact that like, yes, they were going to be the ones. And then in the preview, you had knew or you had known that like that like Gabby was 
in tears, right? She was going to cry during this episode on, on the beach. Yeah, they showed like they showed Gabby and Katie both in tears. Fantastic juxtaposition because that's not actually what happened. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for me in this episode was like after everything they ate and I ended up listening. I've never been there. I've never, I think, where are they again? They're in Thailand? Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about Thailand. not feeling sexy after you eat a bunch of fucking diarrhea oh inducing food? God, exactly. Get Did they like, like get an IV of milk of magnesia? Like, where's those Tum smoothies, daddy? You know, like, geez. Like, yeah, I'm, I have I'm, a feeling that, that I was like, oh my God. They might have just eaten like, just the actual stuff that you see on camera, which would mean like maybe like five or six bites total. Like, let's taste this. But, you know, they're not worried about spending money, right? The producers are keeping them full of fucking Wonder Bread sandwiches and, mm -hmm. you know, paying for all the shit. So they were probably like one bite, one bite toss. Because yeah. I know, yeah, me, no I... Way. But then no again, chance. you know, if Zach, Zach in Zach's mind, if Zach's already like, well, I'm, I'm not having sex tonight. Like maybe he was like, bring on the, the ice cream and the fucking refried beans you know because he's he's like I, <laughs> is that tired cuisine is that tired i got i got i got like around around tie. <laughs> feel like you've never eaten tie i think i just triggers. thought i was in up in smoke for a second um <laughs> come on ice cream come on ice cream oh man i will so i will give zach credit he did a much better job like um talking about his rationale behind this you know you know sean Lowe kind of motive to ariel i mean it was it was really well spoken then versus when he tried to like tell it to like jesse and maybe jesse's face was like really bro like i don't know but um you know either way i really thought that ariel was the one to crack the code and i was wrong so Good job, Bachelor producers. It's quite possible and almost guaranteed, I would say, that Zach watched the last season of The Bachelor mm. um, with Clayton, who was considered to be the worst Bachelor of all time, probably still is considered to be that at this point. Mm. And Clayton almost pulled off uh, a three for three. Um, he slept with the first two women and probably could have slept with the third had he not told her that he had already slept with the other two. It, it turned into a big fiasco when it was another sort of situation where the woman that, that Clayton was with third, the one who he um, essentially wanted to pick, she just assumed that he wasn't going to sleep with, with anybody, you know, but her, or at least the one he wanted to be with. Anyways, like it was a situation where like, if this was something that was so important to you, you should have had a discussion about it ahead of time and not just expected a person to do. And that's kind of what I'm saying is that with fantasy suites, you're, you're probably either a don't ask, don't tell, or you're a, well, here's how I feel ahead of time. And I'll say it because sometimes people do that. Essentially what happened was it, it just was a big mess and it really blew up in Clayton's face. And I think Zach, in addition to getting bad advice from Sean Lowe, maybe saw that and thought, hey, you know, he slept with more than one woman. Things got really muddy as he kept talking about things getting muddy. He doesn't want to muddy things up. And I think that he just decided that things it would be safer almost for him to just not do that with anybody. But essentially, he just shot himself in the foot by his his stupid plan that I think everybody involved knew was incredibly unrealistic. Well, I think after round one, though, he he actually was proving himself right to kind of counterpoint. I mean, I think maybe there's a lot of, a lot of valid points to everything you just said, but 
I mean, after round one, when he basically still got what he wanted, which was a great night with a great woman, and he woke up. I mean, did you see the way he was with Gabby on the beach? He was mad, like relaxed and confident. That was the most chill I've ever seen this guy. And it was like, okay, my plan is, is, you know, is actually working. And he was kind of proud of himself. He was super confident. And so, um, you know, which, you know, which does kind of take us into part two here, which is, um, you know, as Gabby is self-destructing, you know, I'm like, wow, two for two, like Zach is like great. The way Zach handled Gabby's kind of like mental issues and her like self-doubt and her like challenges. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was good in that moment as well. But you, you brought up a great point. Like, uh, bro, he's catching these kisses bro oh my god like i booed him like i outwardly booed him <laughs> it was terrible you know i think that possibly the reason why zach succumbed to what he called animalistic desires or something what did, what did he say <laughs> well, he, he referred to that earlier when he was talking to to jesse yeah whack because you know when again when he told gabby that like hey there's no sex in sex week that like she was she did not like it like she was like, she, she even said to like the camera, like, you know, she might have her way. Like, yeah, you could tell, like, if she wants to be, she can be alpha and like, she got what she wanted. And, but, you know, as we realize later, like, you know, maybe you don't know what you want. Well, I think, I think it's very safe to say that both Ariel and Gabby looked disappointed when he said that it was off the table. And, oh, sure. and and I want to bring this back to, you know, Zach. Part of what makes this fucked up is Zach. Zach is essentially making decisions for other people. He's basically telling this, these women how it's going to go. And if, if you look, if you like kind of remove sex out of the, the, the conversation and just look at what it is, it's Zach laying down ground rules and telling mm. these women that like, Control. hey, you, you might want to do this, but guess what? You can't because I just decided for the two of us. And... I think that they were more disappointed. I don't think that they necessarily had already even made made the decision like I'm going to fuck them tonight, but I think they were like, you know, that's fucked up that you're already like dictating how the night's going to go. Like if we're having that kind of night, then, you know, then that's that's what's up. And I, I think that everybody, you know, I think it was upsetting to the both of them to know that like they wouldn't. They couldn't even have the option if they wanted to. Or do you think they had already both already made up their minds that they were ready to go there? I don't know. I think it's it's hard for me to to put myself in their shoes because it it is such a th it's it's different when it's three on one, right? But like consent is a two way street, and if somebody says that they don't want to like that they're not going to sleep with you tonight, then you should like respect that. And especially if you know that they're having to choose between three people, and how he presented it was, you know ultimately I'm supposed to get engaged in a week and I can't get engaged to someone when I've just slept with somebody else. Damn. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad now because you're right. It is a two way street. And, and I just, I just totally did the thing where I was like, if a guy does it, cause if a woman said, Hey, I'm not having sex with you, we wouldn't, we might not even be talking about it like that. You know, I just, I just feel like, I don't know. Well, there's this is not a normal situation, so you can let yourself off the hook. Also, like they all they everybody in the situation wanted to bang, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's, yeah. It don't, but man, look at that somber moment there. You're so sensitive and appreciative of <laughs> of the other sex. I'm, I'm just trying to be respectful out here. You know, I mean, like sometimes I get caught up you. in the story, bro. 
I mean, that's what America loves about you. It's all good. Listen, so to me, it was like it. the setup for failure was like not that he wanted to lay these ground rules. I thought it was a perfectly fine ground rule. And it's kind of funny to be like, yeah, how are you going to get drunk and make out with someone who wants to sleep with you and be in this sexy, you know, fucking getaway and then not do it? Like, okay, good luck, dude. Um, But like, that's not where the fault lies. The fault lies in like why he decided to pivot. I have to be honest. He, He put so much value on honesty that he, that he puts that past privacy. And it's like, you don't kiss and tell, dude. Like, that's like the one of the oldest rules in the book. So, yeah, let me just say one of my notes was um, this this whole thing really brings out his immaturity, right? Because yeah. even though Zach looks like an old ass man, he's what? He's 26 years old. And I remember being probably in my 20s and hitting that phase in dating where I realized that women appreciated honesty, right? And you could, you know, I remember one time I was out on a date and I ran into um, some girls I knew and this girl decided to kind of uh, haze me in front of my date. And she says, this guy's an asshole, but he's an honest asshole. And I remember thinking like, that's the key to everything. Honesty is the key to everything. If you just tell everybody everything, then nobody can get mad at you, you know? But there, there's faulty logic behind that statement. Sure. And I, I really like the way you put it as far as privacy versus honesty, you know? Because you have to respect people. You have to respect the information that you give them. There's a time and a place as well. And I think Zach really, really blew it by handling it the way he did. And he basically just acted on his, his first impulse immediately. And, you know, didn't really stop to think about the consequences and just thought that if he was honest, that he would win points. So there's a point where after Gabby, where like Zach's weird sex guilt is he gets a chance to like verbalize it to Jesse. And that's when you really start to see like how fucking weird this is, where he's trying to like, you know, and so we had this intimate moment and now everyone needs to know. And Jesse is just like, oh, no, like, (laughs) like, really? Like. Like, I'm not sure that that's the best path, but like, like I wrote down in all caps, like everyone does not need to be aware what happened. Like, that's not how this goes. Like omission is not lying, right? Like, it's like, that's the fifth amendment, right? Like, well, I mean, that's why I put in my recap, like barring any point blank questions from the other contestants. I mean, if if they ask him, they ask him answer honestly, but if they don't ask, you don't need to tell people know what the fuck is going on this week. And a lot of people don't want to know. The more he talked about it, the worse it got. And even with just Jesse, like as he tries to explain this weird logic that he can't like get off of, um, his quest to like be like Mr. Do-Right, like Mr. Do-Right is like doing too much. You know, you're just, you're just doing too much, man. Just like roll it back. So, um, so uh, lots of plugs for the hotels here. I, I was curious if, Maybe Mandy had been to any of these yeah, hotels. Yeah, knew, knew what they, they were. They were a bunch of there were a bunch of plugs for the hotels. Dude, but. one of my notes though was they put Zach and Ariel in literally the most fuckable hotel room I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Dude, that the like bedroom setup with yep. the way the room was shaped and the lighting and the candles and the private pool yep. and all that stuff. I mean, Amazing. I'm like Zach is Zach is a moron for not fully embracing the opportunity before him, and I don't mean the opportunity to have sex with someone. I mean, the opportunity to just live your life, bro, and enjoy this experience and walk into it with an open mind. Like, again, like you are lucky, bro. You are absolutely blessed to be having this experience. 
Don't fucking do what you want to do. Don't do what some fucking born again pasty motherfucker whose hair and skin are the same color <laughs> tell you how to live your fucking life. I mean, he he applied this extra set of rules to a situation that didn't require any of them, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're just like, no one expects you to, to do anything except what comes natural between you and this person who you're both about to say the L word to. So it's like, well, so here, I have a question for you. I, I, I mean, I specifically wanted to ask you this. How do you feel about Zach telling everyone about Gabby? And do you think it should have stayed between them? And was that an appropriate time to tell her that he was falling in love with her? I think, I think what he was trying to do in the moment, right? When Zach comes back to Gabby's room in the next morning and she's like shocked to see him and she's obviously awkward about him trying. I, I, I thought the conversation was like, I'm picking you and now I'm going to go let Katie down because what we shared was so important. I think she thought that's what it was going to be at first. Same dude, same. And then she never says it to him on camera. Like she misses the opportunity. This is not like victim blaming or whatever, but she has this opportunity to, to, to say, no, don't. She only said it to the cameras on the side from what we saw, right? She never said, please do not do that. That is not cool with me. She was just kind of like, kind of mousy, happy to be picked or happy to hear that he was falling in love with her. And maybe she didn't want to like put up anything against that because he was confessing his love, right? But at the same time, he's like, I'm going to go tell the world our business. And it wasn't until the producers had her outside the room for like this side interview. And maybe after she had time to process it, that she was like, this is a private moment. Like I'm not cool with him doing this. And now I don't know how I feel. And now I'm upset. And so I think she missed that golden opportunity. And probably the producers didn't give her another chance to be like, Hey man, like, don't do that to me. That's fucked up. Well, as you said in the beginning, bro, don't kiss and tell, especially in this situation. Like I said, I mean, be honest if somebody asks, but don't fucking blow it. Here's another, let's, let's talk about Katie real quick. So we can, uh, we can just have some, some additional riffs at the end here. Katie understandably shook when she heard the information. I don't blame her. I don't blame her for feeling icky. And one thing that I'll say, um, as far as like, uh, the game of love is concerned, I think we've all been there where somebody was sad or upset or didn't like us or something. And it it made us want them more, right? Because Mm -hmm. you want to, you don't want to see that person hurt and you want to do whatever it takes to cheer them up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this situation, Zach, knowing that he really hurt Katie is actually going to make him want to step up to the plate uh, even more as far as she's concerned and, and console her and show her that like, Hey, you know, I slept with this other woman, but you're the one I really want. I mean, I feel like, despite the tension between the two of them, I think it's actually gonna, it's the type of thing that would make Zach maybe go for it more, you know, and lay it on extra thick. Which is absolutely insane because of the such of this crazy fucking bed that he has made. Um, I think too, like, you know, Katie, like, thank God she has this ER experience because she handled a bunch of bad news <laughs> yeah. like very, very well, like extremely well. I'm just like, I'm just dying. Like, how are they going to go on this date now? He's obviously just going to go break her heart. Why do they have to paddle into the middle of the Amazon? I realize that's not geographically correct, but like, they're like, it, you know, he talks about being the little boy in the fucking jungle book. And then this little boy has to paddle her out into this Amazonian river that looks like it's from the jungle book to like, go tell her, Hey, I slept with someone else, but 
but what's going to happen to us now? And I was like, well, bro, wait, whoa, 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 what? And bro, he set, he set the, he essentially set the date off with that shit. Like yeah. I, I, I would have at least waited, like, like, as you would say, till there's, they got a fucking cocktail. They're posted up. They're not fucking in wet clothes in a fucking. Dude, they were flip flops in a river, bro. Dude, I read this. Uh, I read this Jesus. recap where she said that she had heard a kayak, like a two person kayak, referred to as a divorce boat because <laughs> it's not. It's just not a good situation for two people to be in to like paddling around and like both facing the same direction and it, it's just problematic. Can't so, confirm. Can't confirm. What a terrible. <laughs> Almost got divorced in a, in a I have a 10 foot ocean kayak. Yeah. I've been in the Gulf of Mexico, like actively verbally divorcing my wife. Yeah. In a divorce. True. Okay. So there you go, man. Terrible time to drop uh, information like that. He can, he could not have done it at a worse time. I'm just so disappointed. There was so much potential. He did so many things right um, in this episode, believe it or not. Let me tell you, dude, when he, uh, his breakup speech to Ariel, dude, on point when he was like, I've never known a more. He's like mysterious, beautiful. He like drops this list, but he does it. It sounds off the cuff. It's on point. He said, he says a bunch of good shit. I feel like he, he did a lot of stuff right in this episode. And it, it's a shame that he sabotaged himself so heavily. I, I agree. I thought, especially leading up to the point where he throws Gabby under the bus, uh, <laughs> that he, it was his best performance to date. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I was shocked that Katie was like, you know what, maybe we can work through this. I was like, damn girl, you have been in some fucked up relationships before. Cause this guy's a jack wagon. Like he has his judgment. Is so yeah, but you know off. she also crushed like three drinks with the producers, and they convinced her that she would be better off hanging yeah. with them because she comes back a new woman. You know they yeah, fucking get some more Thailand time. They, yeah, they injected exactly. some ranch dressing in her. Um, Hot she rock looks spot. like she, yeah, yeah, she looks like she needs some Chicken ranch dressing. Nuggies. Did you notice yeah. that she said sorry like so many times? Yeah, where is that? she from? Sorry. I mean, she's not from Austin. Is she from Minnesota or up there somewhere? I, she has to be Wisconsin. She got Fargo Canada? hips. Fargo hips, yeah. Is she from Canada? I'm just kidding. I have no idea. She was from Austin, but she obviously just moved there like the rest of white America. White America. White America. White America. Um, how amazing did everybody look at the rose ceremony? Jesus a lot of color Christ. blocking. No patterns. They had to pick a shade. A shade yeah, of color. Everybody, everybody looked really nice. Um, what Dude, do we think about the end, though? Okay, the well, moment. The, my favorite moment was at the end. Where Katie turns out to be cold-blooded, and Katie uh, oh, turns yeah. to Gabby and goes, "I know you're the I one. I knew it was you." No, she says, "She says, I know you're the one. I know you're the one." And I, I was like, "Oh!" And then she's like, "I feel like I should be wearing a scarlet letter." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this relationship is doomed. You don't go from like thinking that I'm going to get engaged to you to thinking that I have to wear a scarlet letter, like Dude, which yeah. is the ultimate sign of female shame. There has been for like 150 years or whenever that fucking book came out. It's pretty much over for them. Did you also notice when Gabby said, um, I feel like he's not even looking at me. He's just looking at Katie. And I know that we did. Yeah. I know true. that they or gave, us, they they gave yeah. us an edit, but still bro, like you could tell like by it. the way he was talking that like him and Katie were like yucking it up and, and Gabby was like third wheeling it like a motherfucker. I think you're right though. Like Katie did come back for, from this with this new power. Cause Katie was like, Katie looked like, you know what? Maybe I can do this and it's not, I'm not going to let him hurt me with this. And I, I don't even know. Like it was, she was definitely even, she had a more, power you know kind of vibe to her after she kind of came back 
from the first clear kayak disaster date to like, you know, into like the private dinner. Like she seemed strong. She looked like totally fine with it. And like, this could go any direction. Meanwhile, Gabby's falling apart and Ariel's having a, you know, you know, collect her shit and go home. What do you think happened in Zach and Katie's uh, fantasy suite? Because we saw no morning after. They didn't really elaborate on that. So we don't exactly. know. I mean, for all we know, they could have smashed. I mean, we. Well, pro- I'm guessing they probably didn't, but we don't know that. My thought was, even without the no sex conf- confirmation, that the gauntlet could have been thrown down. And Katie was like, well, I'm going to out sex Gabby then. Like, watch it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that was on the table. That was on the table. That makes me prickle a little bit. Did you hear when uh, when Zach said <laughs> prickle when, when Zach, prickle like like yeah, like yeah, running like, your hands over like, Zach's chest not, in the shower? <laughs> not that kind of prickle. <laughs> Do you hear when Zach was like, "Dude, kissing kissing Ariel makes my body heat up" or some shit like? He's such a cheese dick, dude. But those two those two were about <laughs> each other though, bro. Like I, in real not? life, bro. There's no way. I mean, I'm not trying to be like a fly on the wall. I guess I'm just putting myself in the shoes. But I'm just saying, after a date like that, with that type of chemistry in that type of hotel room, bro, it's on, dude. I feel like definitely yes, but like, I mean, Ariel's exit was like, damn, she's a classy queen. And then like, but like Zach knew, like I could never be in the same family as your brother because he owns me spiritually. Well, there's that. But I mean, really, one like I said in the recap as well, once he picked Katie, which I'm surprised. No, I guess I'm not surprised because Katie's Katie's an obvious choice. Like, did you think for once he picked Katie, did you think for a second that he was going to pick Ariel and not pick the, the woman that he slept with? Because no. I just felt like he had no choice in that moment. I mean, I thought I thought he was going to pick Gabby, but there was a chance because of what she had said to the camera as well that Gabby was going to say no to the rose at that point and stand yeah. up for herself. Yeah. I think she missed two opportunities to stand up for herself, and I think that's the this. There's a weird theme there. Now everything's in hindsight, and I'm not trying to knock Gabby because I'm a huge team Gabby. I love Gabby, but like she didn't stand up for herself in the room and say, "Hey, don't go." putting my business out on the street. It's already weird enough that you're doing it in front of these TV producers right now. And it's going to be on camera. And now you're going to go tell the other women. And then two, in that moment, she's like, I don't know if I want this Rose. She should have said no. Well, you know what would have been crazy? This is fucked up. What if she said no? And then all eyes went to Ariel and she was like, well, I mean, I don't want the Rose because you obviously didn't pick me. Then it would just be done. Then it would just be him and Katie. And then we could have had the extra episode could have could have been like the fantasy suites tell all. <laughs> Zach, um, Zach did say that his, the sex with Gabby was a very special moment. I mean, he he like was he was really hyping it up like it was, it was special. You know, it's nice. I'm happy for them. I'm sad that I think he's still gonna pick uh pick Katie. I wish he hadn't blown it because I feel like, he, I I really thought like oh he's gonna pick Gabby who was my number one. And I'm hurt at Zach that you didn't because you know I could live vicariously through your dumbass. But uh, when he pivots to Katie and you see Gabby's fear of being picked second start to come to fruition even after oh they my slept God. together, it's like brutal. It's absolutely. Did you know? Brutal. I mean, th- now that's some producer shit, right? The producers will do that, and it's very funny that. Well, it's not funny because usually the the obvious choice is the first one picked anyway. You know what I mean? Because like we all could watch that and know that he's definitely picking Katie and it's a toss up between the two brunettes. Mm-hmm. But 
e- even so, it's all the more like how perfect is that when you when you think you're number two and they just keep finding ways to make her number two. She was number two in the date order. She was number two in the end when um when he gave out roses. I mean. Wow. You know, it's funny because as hype as this episode was, as sexy as it was, this was, this is, we're very, I feel like this was a very somber conversation. I mean, I know oh, I got somber sad. at one point yeah. when I realized some shit, but it's crazy that this was the best episode yet. And yet this was probably our most um, serious podcast. Do you have any funny notes that you want to, you want to drop to lighten up this combo? I love Jesse uh, during the pep talk in his pink crushed linen. He had a nice, mm. just pink, juicy pink, crushed linen shirt on. I love Jesse at this point. Jesse, I do. Jesse's my boy. I, I want to hang with him so bad. He's a different vibe than Chris Harrison. I, I, I think you know. I, he, I, he had like newcomer syndrome with me, where I was like, "Who the fuck is you?" You know what I mean. And then I was like, mm-hmm. "He's, you know, he is no Chris Harrison, and that's fine." Because we don't need th- we don't need another Chris Harrison. Jesse, I want to fucking kick it with Jesse, bro. Uh, dude, I think he's definitely won him over. He's got those reps in now. I think the interesting thing about Jesse in this episode specifically was like you see Zach tell him twice, right? He tells him the the he tells him this no sex idea at the start, and 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 Jesse's like, "You crazy fucker." Okay, whatever. Why not? And then the reaction when he says he's going to go tell the other women like, oh, I slept with, you know, you know, one of these gals. And Jesse's like, Jesse's like, let it roll. Like, oh, <laughs> Yep. That's what this show's about. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't tell him like this is a terrible idea for a second. He has this oh no face. But after that, he just lets it roll. I think at that point he's realizing that Zach's just going to do what Zach's going to do. Yeah. What, one of my favorite things that it has emerged from this season and. I'm 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 thinking about doing a little recap. I love analyzing the vehicle that someone gets home that that someone gets sent home in. And this week, Ariel got sent home in that Hyundai H1. Yeah, it was, it was a fucking Hyundai. What was that Hyundai H1? That little boxy minivan. But then you get inside, you're like, it's all leather. It looked okay. nice in there, but bro, how fucking pathetic is it to to walk over? You know, with the person getting sent home, you exchange a hug and a kiss, and then Zach just goes. Boom, and pushes that button and the fucking shh, the door just, you gotta sit there while, while the door slowly opens and Like you're a mom closes. that's got her hands full of groceries. Yeah, yeah. man, like, god damn. Dude, it was so funny. But shout out to Ariel, no tears. No tears Dude, in the what limo, a fucking no G, bro. She is. Her, her exit speech, one of the best all-time greats. I am steamed that she is not the Bachelorette at this point, man. Like I haven't gone down this road with you yet because I didn't do the, the women tell all, but very disappointed in the selection. Not a knock on her as a person. Charity seems very nice. Again, I've said it before, but I was surprised when she made it as far as she did um, into the final four, but um. I can't, I'm, I'm shocked that she's the bachelorette and I know they have to announce it at certain times for production values and to keep this, this steam train rolling, right? You, you got to get out of the blocks fast and get the production rolling. But I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, it's kind of a disappointment. And I hate to say that about someone, but it's how I feel. So fuck it. Yeah. Ariel would have been a much sicker choice. Mm-hmm. I know, I know you, um, you love Gabby, but I'm pretty much obsessed with, um, with Ariel, uh, Catherine, this point. Uh, Catherine, aka Cat, would have been great. She would have been fun. I mean, there was there was. A she too would have been. She too would have been DTF. Um, and mm-hmm. again, I don't mean that in any kind of way. I mean that in the like, 
she just, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you said, everybody wanted to do it. All parties wanted to do it. And after what you've been through, after what's on the line, how many countries you've had to fly to? Yeah, like, it's a natural, it's a natural conclusion. And if you don't want to, you don't. But the impression I would say, you know, as a viewer, was that everybody wanted to to be able to explore explore that option. But you're right. Consent is a two-way street. And it, it, Zach does have the right to say no if he doesn't want to. I mean, he does have that right. Yeah, man. Like, honesty is cool, but so is privacy. Yeah. You know, like, you got to just, like, shut the fuck up. Snitches get stitches. There, there's that too, you dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So we got the final one coming up. That's the final. We got one week for the final selection ceremony they show him holding a ring out there i yeah. I, I don't know where they're he's going gonna to propose he's gonna he's not gonna go through all this and not propose i who feel do you think, who do you think he's gonna pick and and do you think that they're gonna say yes uh i think he's gonna pick katie and uh i don't see her saying no if he asks her i mean barring some like horrible incident going down they both live in the same town they both really like each other they can literally leave there and jump right into a relationship and gabby cash- lives in gabby lives in vermont yeah. he lives in texas two very different places two far away places katie is going into this thinking i might get married next week gabby is going into this thinking fuck this motherfucker I just, the vibes and everything, it all signs point to Katie. I think you're right. But what I have learned from these producers is that, you know, I don't want to fall prey to, you know, really vibing on what they want me to vibe with, you know, like to me, my initial reaction is, yeah, you're right. He's, he's going to pick Katie because I think too, he earned a lot of cachet with him and how she handled it and that she was still open. Like she forgave him and like da da da. And, and he was glowing towards her at like the ceremony, you know, and he felt, yeah, he felt like a weight was lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. You could tell he felt, he looked, uh, free again. You know, he looked, yeah. uh, as you described it. And Gabby took it the other direction. Exactly. Gabby's the opposite. Gabby so, feels like, ashamed right now, bro. She feels yeah, she ashamed. Should. She got outed for, and like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna bode well. And we know that she, she's an overthinker and she can spiral. And I think Katie is looking, is looking up. And I think Gabby is looking down. When you go into something and you say, I'm not going to do something, and then you go out with someone and you do that thing, it looks like you're at fault. You know, like if I say to my wife, I'm not going to get drunk with Jay Waves tonight at all. Don't worry, babe. I'll be home early and I won't be (laughs) fucked up and I will get up early with the kids. And then I go out with Jay Waves and I stay out till 3.30 in the morning and I get hammered and I don't get up with the kids. Jay Waves is going to feel guilty, you know? It's just the way, it's just the way of the world. It's not apples to apples, but you know what I'm saying? Like he laid down these rules and then broke the rules with her and then had to apologize for breaking the rules with her. And she's like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) You know, it would be like me blaming you to my wife, you know, but maybe it's not the same thing. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's fair. I'm not married and you are. So that means naturally I have to be the one to get blamed. It's just the, it's just the law. It's just the bro law. (laughs) Yeah, and I and, didn't want to do it, but <laughs> waves made me do it. <laughs> waves made me do it. The waves made me week. do it. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to to this next one. Most importantly, because I get less Zach in my life. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm 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 ready for this. Uh, I'm ready for this to be over. Um, I think Zach and Katie will probably end up together, and I think they'll be they'll be they'll be just fine. They'll be just mm-hmm. fine. And I think Gabby will be. I think everyone's going to be fine once you go on this show. 
I don't think you have a problem getting money, and I don't think you have a problem meeting people. At least once you make it this far. So, there's better men out there than Zach for both the women we love, Ariel and Gabby. Amen. This week is for you guys, Zach's week. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Very, very eager for that. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Very, very eager for that. No sex. 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 No sex of any kind. Damn, damn hard. Hard. No sex. 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 No sex, no sex, no sex, no sex of, of any kind. Damn, damn hard, hard. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire, animalistic desire. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire, animalistic desire. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire, animalistic desire. You are going to be tempted. You really going to be able to pull this off? Animalistic desire. Really, really damn hard. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait. To have the fantasy sweet moment. Very, very eager for that. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Can't wait to have the fantasy sweet moment. Very, very eager for that.